Welcome to the Everybody Hates Church podcast. At the intersection of church and culture is all of us. With endless posts, opinions, and information, this podcast is the safe space to decode it all while exploring why everybody hates church. Everybody hates church. We are super excited to be here live at the Heights for this episode of Everybody Hates Church. I am. They seem excited. They they excited, yeah, yeah, yeah. bro. They, they it's, it's it's here. They we are here. Uh, this episode is called "The Music Industry Hates Church," and so we're we got a, a great a great show that is uh, is going to be incredible. We got Aaron Spears, international drummer, sensation. Aaron Spears for this episode, um, and I'm and I'm super excited to jump in. I got my my producer Dion is in the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, Dion, how you doing, man? I'm good. I just want to know how much he paid y'all to clap that loud. There, nah, like bro, that's that's all genuine. I feel genuine. like they paid everybody to do that. That was that's that all was really genuine. good. No, I feel like they've done this before. How many of these guys <laughs> you've been to? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's funny that this is the title or the topic for this one because I don't know if you guys anybody heard of Dante Bowie? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, okay. Good. Is that, that, okay. So I'm a little scared. Meet maybe some fans in here. So apparently he just came out that he's going to be doing more mainstream music, which, sure. is, which is good for him. Sure. But um, I thought it was interesting, his exit. For some of you who do not know, he was he exited or parted ways with Maverick City Music. Um, and a lot of people have a, a feeling about whether it was overreaction or not. So I felt like because of this particular topic, I wanted to see your opinion on that. If you felt like it was overreaction or you think it was in you know, well-doing, what's, what's your thoughts on that? Man, I, I think that... <laughs> I, I don't think much, honestly, because I, I try not to comment on other people's lives who I don't know. But, <laughs> um, but, but no, the, the, the reality is we as people, we as a culture, but also we, we know this is true of the church as well, we're just really not that good at helping people through whatever issues that they're going through. Um, you know, we, we're so so quick to, you know, we, we, we want the tea. Mm-hmm. And so if something hit the shade room and it's hot, we have commentary on it. Um, the, the, the Bible says, if any of you be caught in a trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one with the spirit of humility. Yeah. We, we don't do well at that part. And it's probably because we got a whole bunch of people in church, but not a bunch of spiritual people mm. in church. You, right. it, it, like, for real, like, isn't that our favorite thing to say? Yeah. Us, us, you know, especially when we're trying to get out of going to church, we say, I don't go to church, but I'm spiritual. Sure. <laughs> right. But the Bible says, okay, you who are spiritual should be the ones first in line to restore someone. Yeah, yeah. And so if you're going to call yourself spiritual, as the Bible describes spiritual, yeah. Uh, there's there's some work attached to that. There's some responsibility attached to that. So I really I don't know all the details. I I, I heard you know when something came down, yeah. uh, Maverick City. You I'm know, gonna read it. Don't ha- worry. Ha- oh, see, <laughs> I'm gonna read it. <laughs> I, I remember the statement because Maverick City felt like they had to distance themselves mm. from him and whatever whatever his internet activity was, whatever the case may sure. be. Um, and I'm and I understand from a business perspective okay, if this person's going to make our brand look bad, then we have to protect our brand. At what point do we protect our people? Yeah, that's good. Before we protect our brand. Yeah. And, and, is it, and, and how about, let's make our brand protecting people. Wow. Res- wow. Let's make our brand restoring people. Um, now, the, that, that's not the answer to your question, though. Was it an overreaction? Um, Number one, it probably was an overreaction how the church, how church people mm. responded to whatever, like, yeah. whatever, you know, that, hey, look, everybody, let's pull out your iPhone. Let's look at your <laughs> internet browser. Um, but, but and, then, and then, yeah, maybe there is a, there is an over, I think it's an overreaction on both sides mm. at the end of the day yeah. where, but who could blame somebody for saying, well, I didn't get love here. I might as well go here. Yeah. I think that's what happens in the comment section of most 
IG posts about mm. church at right. the end of the, the reason why everybody hates church right. is people say stuff like, man, I could get this drama sure. elsewhere. So I, and I think that's a good segue because I think, I think two things can be true, right? So I'm just, I'm just going to read for public consumption. So apparently a number, a number of commentators are sticking to this public knowledge that Dante praised an artist named Bad Bunny and another artist named Little Nas X. Uh, rappers with reputations that are risque as it prompt the backlash of fans. So apparently he was on a tour bus and he was listening to Bad Bunny. At this point, I think everybody listens to Bad Bunny because he's like the number one <laughs> artist in the world, but that's a whole never conversation. Not um, the people right. with sanctified <laughs> ears. Sanctified ears. People with sanctified ears so, don't listen to Bad Bunny. So this Bunny. is the thing. So you talked about the restoration part of it, right? And I, I think that's important, but then is there, where's the medium to say, okay, like who's who's the gatekeepers or or what does that look like to you as a pastor right. when you hear you know maybe music that your kids listen to or children that that the youth listen to in your church do you have that same kind of conversation yeah so the the problem is absent the church we leave such responsibility in the hands of people who never claimed such responsibility. Yeah. And so who is supposed to restore Dante Bowie? Is it supposed to be Maverick City Music? Right. No, nah, they, don't, they don't claim to be a church. Right. Um, and so at the end of the day, uh, my question to most gifted, powerful, wonderful musicians is who is your pastor? Mm. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's yeah. like at the end of the day, the, no other entity on earth, no other entity in humanity has what the church has in its ability to disciple, cover, love, restore, hold, embrace, hold accountable mm -hmm. with love and grace than the church. If, if absent church, I can't expect anybody to do yeah. that. I, yeah. I, and so, of course, Maverick City Music protects their brand because Maverick City Music is music right. it's it's the music industry and their job is to sell records they're doing it very well by the way right. um their job is to sell records yeah. it's not their job to shepherd cover disciple even though it's god it's, it's christian music yeah. whether it's gospel is up for debate it's you know <laughs> we, we we do all, all, all we do a lot of that stuff um because uh, we have gatekeepers in that area sure. as well um, you want to say some names no. Okay. Uh, <laughs> just checking. Just checking. <laughs> the the question is, yeah, when, when, at what point in in a in a culture that keeps saying stuff like we don't need the church, yeah. this is exactly why we need the church. Yeah. This yeah. is why exactly this is exactly why Dante needs church. This is why um, we all need church because in all the things that I do. Nobody can come correct me like my pastor. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that's good because I think the interesting part is people have this misconception because he's changing music genres that he somehow no longer is a Christian. He, he doesn't backslid. He, he didn't say that, right. <laughs> you know, so I think it's important for us as a community to still view him like that until he says otherwise, right? That's still a brother in Christ. Absolutely. No matter the genre of music. So that's why I wanted to bring that up. I kind of baited you because I knew you was going to go that, well, that way, so that's good. We're, we're, we're so... We're so, I can't wait to talk to Aaron Spears about this because we and the church are so conditioned to put, to train people to be great and then put a box around their greatness. Yeah, yeah. Where we'll say, you, you be great at this. You be great at singing. You be great at drumming. Did y'all take already? I feel like after that, <laughs> just, just go ahead. Okay. I mean, it's, it's, it's my... I, I'm, I'm as guilty as anybody, right? And, and as, as a pastor, or I'm, I'm as responsible, and I should say guilty, I'm as yeah. responsible as anybody to make sure. And, I, and I, I had this conversation with our musicians at our church a long time ago. Like, look, I, I want y'all to be great. And I want your greatness to take you beyond the walls of this church. Yeah. If, if that doesn't happen, something, because I know how gifted you are, if that doesn't happen, something's wrong. Mm. Um, and I don't want to be the ceiling, but but we have to we have to make a decision. And, and I think I think younger generations are getting a little bit better at this than maybe our fathers and our grand uh, our, our parents and our grandparents um, were when, you know, when Mahalia Jackson um, switches the sound of gospel sure. music, it's a problem or when. Um, uh, 
Aretha Franklin uh, takes her gift into the secular yeah. space, there's a problem. Or when the Clark sisters sample, or when Kirk Franklin samples Parliament fun fun Funkadelic, there's, there's this box, and the box is not made by God, the box is made by mm. our tradition and our wow. comfort, um, but we're so good at holding folks in a box. And so, um, who made the rule that, Dante Bowie, is it the first one? Who made the rule that BB and CC could only <laughs> do yeah, gospel music yeah. who made the rule that um that yolanda adams or mary mary could only operate sure. lecrae can only yeah. operate in a certain genre and if i'm if i'm outside that genre then i must have backslidden <laughs> or done yeah. something wrong yeah. or selling out or going after the money or whatever the case may be yeah. and so I, I have nothing to say about his music yeah. because i can't say that i listened to a whole bunch of his music right. when he was you know is <laughs> when he was doing doing you know contemporary christian music it, it, at the end of the day where has god called you mm -hmm. and are you a light where god called yeah. you um, that, that's, that's my, when, 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 when Kirk Franklin posts a picture of him in the studio with Snoop Dogg, <laughs> I have absolutely no problem yeah. with that. And the reason I have absolutely no problem with that is because I got a feeling that Jesus came up in that conversation at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And, and so my, my trust for somebody whom God entrusts in those spaces yeah. is that they're going to represent Jesus yeah. well yeah. because who who's gonna care what you have to say outside of church when everything you make is for the church wow wow yeah and so it's just, it's, it's it, yeah. all of those questions i don't know yeah. I, I haven't i haven't heard yeah. what dante is gonna do yeah. molly music is another one that comes to yeah. mind where yeah. molly was a was and is an incredible worship leader and then he 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 ventured out into into other spaces yeah. And the Lord opened platforms for him. Yeah. My question is, what do you do? My, my question is not, what kind of music are you making? My question is, what are you doing with the platform God gave you? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I say in Gentigration that um, millennials have a different perspective of this whole thing, whereas, um, whereas baby boomers kind of kept a clear line of delineation between sacred sure. and secular. Yeah. Um, that didn't mean they didn't listen to the secular music. <laughs> they just didn't listen to it on Sundays. Sure. Um, um, generation X was the generation that did the crossover. They mastered the right. crossover, making uh, Christian versions of, of what they loved in right. the world. So it was generation that was a bad X. Generation. It, no, it was a great generation because Generation X gave us Christian hip hop. There's no cross right. movement without Gen X, right? Yeah. Um, and so Generation X is, is that generation that made the Christian clubs and the Christian go go's. Y'all remember the Christian go go's in DC? <laughs> When millennials came around, all the Christian clubs closed. <laughs> because millennials think that stuff is corny. Yeah. Well, that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> millennials would rather take their, millennial Christians, I would say, yeah. would rather take their light to the actual club. Yeah. yeah. And so, and so I, 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 don't, I don't have a comment about the kind of music he makes. Yeah. I have a comment about what, what are you going to do with the light that God gives you? What do you do with the platform that yeah. God gives you? Yeah, it's funny. There's a, since you people who like Christian rap, apparently, there's a Christian <laughs> artist by the name of Swoop, and Swoop, I talked yeah. to him, and he said something that was interesting. He said there's two types of, I guess, Christian artists, if you would, or Christians that make music. He said it's those that make music for the church and those that make music from the church. Mm. And I thought that was really interesting. I thought that was a good way that we might need to have to gauge other people, right, who do genres outside of Christian music. That's good. Um, so we, got, we have this, this segment that I like, and it's called, it's called Sound Good or Sound Word. So you ever heard like a cliche that the Christian would use all the time, <laughs> but it's not really biblical, right? So we had this little segment that kind of plays with this. So um, you ready? I'm ready. Let's all go. Right. Let's go. So here's the first one. Okay. God never gives you more than you can handle. <laughs> Sound good or good word? They, they seem to uh, have an opinion. Unfortunately, <laughs> that's a sound good. And, and the reason why is that it's, it's, it's based on a scripture um, that is probably just read too fast, <laughs> right? Um, it, it, the scripture says um, that God will not put you in a place that is greater than your ability but with the temptation, mm. he will give you a way of escape yeah. so that you can stand. Yeah. And so 
the idea that God won't put more on me than I can bear, first of all, I've lived too much life <laughs> to know that yeah. that's not true. Yeah. God often puts often. more on me <laughs> than I can bear. Yeah. And, and, and that is a reminder to me that I need God. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, that, that when, I, when, when there is too much on my, that's why Jesus says, um, <laughs> Jesus says, no, 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 take my yoke yeah. upon you. My, but he says, basically, switch. Yeah. You have too much. Switch and take my yoke because my yoke is easy. Mm. My burden is light. It's our responsibility to take that which is too heavy yeah. and give, give it, it to Jesus. Yeah. Um, but God often puts more on me than I can bear. And specifically with this particular scripture, it's about temptation. Mm-hmm. And he says, with the temptation... He's not just, he's, the temptation is not going to be there by itself. <laughs> right. <laughs> With yeah, the temptation, yeah, yeah. every time there will be a way of escape. Yeah. And the way of escape is not for you to see how strong you are. Yeah. The way of escape is, the, is for you to get out, right. for you to <laughs> run. As fast as possible. Yeah. Run as yeah, fast yeah, as possible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> God rarely, God gives us the whole armor of God in Ephesians chapter 6, and yeah. never in Ephesians chapter 6 does he say fight. Right. <laughs> read it. No, for, yeah. for real. Go to your Bible and read Ephesians 6. Yeah. He gave you the whole armor of God and never told you to fight. What wow. did he tell you to do? Stand. stand. Yeah. 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 He told you to stand. Woo. Yeah. And... I believe that God, I, I believe that we, you know, in, in the last episode, you talk about uh, God gives his, uh, you, one of the ones in this segment oh, was, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. God gives his biggest trials yeah, to his strongest his, his stronger, warriors. Yeah, he gives his, what, whatever yeah, the thing whatever. is, so his yeah, strongest yeah, soldiers, yeah. Yeah, whatever. And like, nah, nah. nah. You, you, the, your strength spiritually. Oh, y'all know what, hold on, they, I think they know, what is it? Who said it? Hardest battles to a str- there we go. It's hardest battles to a strongest soldiers. I know that ain't you true, know what? I know I'm weak. God ain't. God didn't give me that because I was strong. Yeah. <laughs> no way. Most of the time, most of the time, God didn't give it to me. I walked into <laughs> it. People <laughs> <laughs> be trying but, to puff themselves up like, oh, I'm, I must be a strong. Mm, no, the the strongest no, thing not. you could ever do spiritually is submit. Wow. Come on, Doc. Come the strongest on, Doc. thing you could ever do spiritually is bow. Yeah. Yeah. The strongest thing you can ever do spiritually is give it to God and escape. Yeah. And so, and so yeah. So. Yeah. All right. So we usually Sound do good. one, but I was going to, y'all want one more just for this episode? One more. <laughs> one more. Okay. <laughs> All right. So good word or sounds good. Okay. When God closes a door, he opens a window. <sighs> <laughs> it's a tough one, right? Somebody said that's good. They like, I like that. <laughs> I would, I, 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 I won't judge that one as badly. Okay. I would say it differently, though. I believe that when God closes a door, it's that there is an open door somewhere else. Hmm. And so, yeah, I don't hate it. The, well, the, re- the reason why I would say it differently, though, is because when God opens a door, I don't have to climb. I don't have to wow. maneuver. I don't. And so the, the idea that comes with him opening a window means I got to walk around the side of the house, mm. get a ladder, climb up over <laughs> into the and sneak into my blessing. Wow. God will never make you sneak in the back door of anything wow. that he has created. for yeah. you. And so and so I would say, number one, when God closes a door, praise God. Yeah, yeah. Because he, he sees something that you don't see. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love that. And, man, y'all, never miss a door God open trying to kick down a door God closed. Wow. Wow. And that's what often happens. We're so busy trying to kick down something that God closed right. that we miss that God opens something else. Can we go else. back and put that door up? I think I did that a few times. <laughs> just, just go right. back and put it back. Right. So, well, great. So I know we have a special guest for this. I'm super excited. Aaron yeah. Spears, you've been, I know he's going to crush it. I know you guys are going to have a great conversation. Absolutely. So, um, get ready for that. That's up next, guys. Thank you. Yeah. We are here with the everybody 
Hates Church Podcast, and y'all, I am super excited. Y'all, I got here with me on episode two of Everybody Hates Church, your favorite musician's favorite drummer. This, this, is, this brother has been on every drum magazine cover you can imagine. Modern Drummer, S.A. Drummer, Rhythm Magazine. The D, I used to say DMV legend, but his gift has taken him all across the world. He's not just a DMV legend. He is a worldwide legend dr- on the drums um, and somebody that, um, that man, we, we grew up. Uh, in the same spaces, grew up together, man, and I am I'm blessed to call him my friend, and I'm so ecstatic that he is here uh, to, to be a part of the Everybody Hates Church podcast. Y'all give it up for Aaron Spears. Thank you. Thank you so much, man. Bobby, thank you for having me. I appreciate you making the call. Thank you, brother. Man, I, I hope you feel that love, man, because it's so genuine, man. Our our area is so proud of you, man. Like, we, we we see you on TV, and we see, you know, what, what the places that the Lord has taken you, man, and, um, and, and, you know, we, you know, you know how church people are. Church people are like, man, I knew that. Man, I knew him when he mm-hmm. used to play. We used to play drums over at New Vision. <laughs> Facts. Yeah. Yeah. And man, we've seen the Lord, man, just really do amazing things in your life, man, and take you everywhere. Um, and so, man, just, just, man, t- t- tell us, bro, just how, um, just reflecting on what the Lord has done, man, just, just how, I, I, one thing I, I, I want to say is, is of all the Lord has done, man, you're probably one of the most humble brothers I've, I've ever met, man, and we appreciate that so much about you. I just, I always just feel like, man, it, it's, it's hard to be, you know, boastful or, or take credit for something that you didn't do, mm. you know, I mean, yeah, I shot the shots in the gym. I practiced and stuff like that. But um, none of that stuff, the things that I've been able to do wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for God. So Amen. I feel like to take credit for something that he's done is just like plagiarism. Yeah. You know, and I can't be that person. I, I recognize that it's it's him and I can't be proud, you know, in the things that I've done just because it's, it's bigger than me. Sure. You know, so um, I think that really helps me to stay humble and my wife um whenever i get home telling me to take the trash out <laughs> clean the dishwasher you know you know that type of stuff helps to keep me you know love it for sure. absolutely wives have the tendency of, oh, man, of they doing that bro. They'll, 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 like, baby i just got finished playing in front of thirty thousand people <laughs> yeah i know but you didn't uh take the trash out uh-huh. can you make sure you uh-huh yes They'll let you know that your stuff stink, man. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like they, they, the, the people watching you drum don't get close enough to, to nah, smell you. No, no, <laughs> the air freshener is on deck. My, my wife is. All right, I'm, yeah. Go ahead, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> so, bro, oh man, I want to have this conversation because mm-hmm. it's such a. We're gonna get to the, probably the more sensitive parts of the conversation of being a musician mm-hmm. in church. Mm-hmm. and balancing being great at your craft, but also serving in ministry and, and what that looks like. But man, I, I wanna go back to like the Genesis, man. I, I remember, man, running around, even before Gideon really hit, like mm-hmm. I, I remember running around to, to the praise nights and all mm-hmm. of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, of course, you, you grew up in church, dad's a pastor, shout out yep. to Pastor Kenny Spears. We Pastor love, Spears. We love your dad, Spears. man. Um, it's not hard to see how, how you got your, your, your grace and your humility because your dad is the exact same way. Um, and, and so church is the launch pad of what, what the Lord has, has done in your life. The drummer, the, 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 you, God has taken you all over the world, but all that started at church. Talk, talk about how, how you just got started and, and, and when you knew you was going to play the drums and, and then how it kind of took off. Well, for, for me, it started, um, you know, Kojic, you know, I grew up um, at the Kelsey Temple Church of God in Christ uh-huh. on uh, 1435 Park Road Northwest. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I, I still know the address. Um, but but I grew up there. And for me, it was just, um, you know, church was such a huge part of my family's life. My grandmother, uh, my dad, my mom, like we were at church every Sunday. <laughs> Uh, from the morning time to the night, from 
uh, you know, Sunday morning to the, the afternoon, YPWW to uh, the broadcast, you know, later on that evening. Uh, that's when they broadcast on 1340. Uh-huh, WYCB, yeah. Uh, shout out to Lucille Banks, Robinson Miller. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, I, I'm a product of, of the area. And for yeah. me, church was, um, was very much um, a way of life. And to be able to um, be touched and influenced by the music um, at the church. I, I honestly didn't know that music was going to be the vehicle um, that allowed me to do the things that I've been able to do. I just knew that I loved it and mm -hmm. I enjoyed it, mm -hmm. uh, and it was fun. And um, I'm thankful for the people that were there at church that saw something in me that helped to kind of cultivate, and they encouraged me. You yeah. know, they um, they they pushed me. You know, they yeah. were very very kind to me, even though I wasn't I wasn't sweet. Like <laughs> music is just like like anything else. Uh, There's some people that take a fast track and they're just immediately they're virtuosos and they're just incredible what they do. But then there's most people, it it takes time and you mm -hmm. learn and there's steps to kind of get uh, to where you're trying to get to and you develop over time. Um, and I was one of those that was a developer, yeah. you know. So I spent a lot of time sitting on the first pew of the church with my sticks in my hand, uh, air drumming mm -hmm. and mimicking what it was that I was seeing that was fashion before me. Mm -hmm. um, so for me to be able to be in a culture where um, they were kind enough to, to push me and encourage me, even to this day, man, it's like I, I look back upon the lessons that I learned there at that church that have that have helped me tremendously. Yeah, you, know? yeah, you, you mentioned that, man. And, and of course, I, I start smiling in my my face hurts because what you just described is is my son, uh, Joey, who's every Thanks. Sunday, he's sitting on the front row. He ain't never been to children's church ever. <laughs> he don't know what children's church look like because he's he's on the front row mimicking the drummers and yeah. um, and. Man, I, I want to. I, I didn't think I was gonna say this on camera, but publicly, man, I just want to say thank you because wow. you're his favorite drummer. He's wow. been watching you since he was a kid. I appreciate um, so much. And um, and and every time he sees you, and every time you see him, you are so gracious to him, and you are so kind and so generous. And man, I I don't have the words to express. Man, how man. grateful I am as a father man. that that you pour into my son that way, I, man. I, for sure. I, I just think I, I just think it's it's important. You know, it's in, it's important. I really believe, man, that that you know the reason that God put us here on this earth is to be able to encourage and inspire each other. Yeah. You know, um, it's it's nice to be important, but it's more important to be nice. And I just feel like. Um, you know, being encouraging mm -hmm. is um, it's a big thing. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, man. Thank you for that, man. Thank you for that, and and just what you what the what you pay forward is, man, is probably, um, in my opinion, be probably your greatest. Um, the, the greatest thing you do it, it, with all the stages that you've been on. I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> the le leg yeah. legacy is important. Absolutely. You know? So it'll be the things that that will carry on once I'm gone, you know. The things that you do in this life will echo throughout eternity, you know, once you're once you're gone. And I think it's mm -hmm. it's important for those things that echo, you know, from me to be positive and to be encouraging and hopefully inspiring to the next generation. Absolutely. Man. Um, man, even as we as we talk about this this thing, this idea of everybody hates church, man, it just occurs to me um, as the the skeptics and the critics of church um, downplay the value of church. And I'll just go ahead and say the black church. Um, and if we're honest with each other, we, got a, we have a whole generation, probably two or three generations of the greatest music artists of all time. And we can thank the church for that. If we're, I mean, if, if there's no black church, we don't have Whitney Houston. If there's no black church, we don't have Usher. If there's no black church, we don't have Beyonce. It's, it's what you described is, is how, how do these people know that they are great singers? They sang in church. They were in the choir. They got the solo on the fourth mm -hmm. Sunday youth day. You know, it's like <laughs> that's that's where we that's where we found the greatest 
artists of all time, we found mm -hmm. them in church. Greatest artists and greatest musicians. Absolutely. Like, uh, so many of our musicians come from church. Now it's to the point where um, the artists that are looking for musicians or looking for bands, a lot of times they look directly at the church yeah. because the best musicians, the most well-rounded musicians, the musicians that are used to playing for people, mm -hmm. the musicians that are used to playing along with people, they know how to respect the music, they understand different gears, um, you know, they're able to support. Um, a lot of times these artists are looking for the best of the best and, yeah. you know, they comb Instagram or they comb YouTube or, right. um, you know, talk to different people to, to kind of get a feel, but it, it all comes from the church. It's Absolutely. Here. Now the crazy thing is, you know, I know you said, um, and everybody hates the church, but sometimes, man, the church hates the people. Mm, and let's it's, get it. It's let's get it. It's unfortunate that, um, you know, when people do step out to do these other things, to do other gigs, um, sometimes it's, it's not so welcoming. Yeah. The church doesn't necessarily welcome that. And I, I, I say that because I, I remember for sure when I started playing with Usher, um, people were, some, well, some people were happy. You know, a lot of people were, were happy. They were like, man, this is fantastic. This is great. Yeah, this is awesome. But sure. then there were also people that were like, oh, man, you about to lose your life. Oh, man. Oh, dude, your salvation. It's so, I oh, can't believe man. you. Were, yeah. you know, so instead of being Especially in Pentecostal circles, oh the holiness circles yes. where, yeah. Instead of being That secular music, that devil oh, music. It's, it's devil music. Yeah. So instead of being encouraging and, and um, you know, just, just being positive in that sense, um, and being prayerful in that sense, and empowering. Yeah. Uh, you know, even looking at it from the, the standpoint of, um, you know, somewhat missionary work. Go, you know, go ye there for teach all mm -hmm. nations. It's kind of, I'm, I'm not necessarily preaching because that's not my thing. But mm -hmm. the life that I live has to reflect, um, you know, who it is that I am, and hopefully that light that I have will be able to draw people to Him. But the church didn't necessarily see it that way. It was, it was a, a bit of a struggle Man. for a while yeah. until you get to certain platforms. Like you meet <laughs> Oprah and it's like, oh God, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, I knew it. Yeah, he's good, yes, look, yes. Look, look what the Lord done. You, know you got to meet Oprah. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's crazy, but it's, it's true. So tell me about you. So you are hitting exactly where I wanted to go, man. Thank you. Because, cause of course, so, so take, us, take us through that journey. So, so Gideon Band. So, we, so start out with Gideon Band. Yeah. Shout out to DMV Zone, Gideon Band. GB. Um, if, if, you, if, you are not, if you're not in the gospel music like that, you're not familiar with Gideon Band, just, just figure it out. Check yourself and go, go to iTunes. Uh, if, if you ever heard that song, Your Majesty, and you thought it was Bishop T.D. Jakes, it ain't. It's a, that's, <laughs> that, that, is, that is a Gideon Band original written by one of the founding men, Vaughn Jones, one of the founding members of Gideon Band, man. And, and so, uh, man, Gideon Band... When, when Gideon hit and we realized it wasn't just a DMV thing, yeah. like it was something. And, and, and there was a couple of songs. There was a couple of songs on that CD, man, where they just kind of let you go. And we knew what tracks those were. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm very thankful for the, um, for the band allowing me to yeah. be able to be expressive. And um, because of those expressions, it afforded me a lot of attention. Sure. Um, just that platform was was really big. Um, again, like I, I said earlier about how um, a lot of artists, they look at church, you know, they look at um, church musicians and, you know, kind of what's hot or who's emerging and this, that, and the other. And Gideon Band um, was really, really hot to the mm -hmm. point where we were traveling up and down the East Coast. Um, we even uh, played like GMWA, which uh, Gospel Music Workshop of America. Um, in Cincinnati and mm -hmm. uh, New Orleans, like we were doing a lot of traveling and it gained a lot of attention. We mm -hmm. had a lot of eyes on us. Yeah. And in those moments where people are watching, um, you know, I was able to play and really be myself. Yeah. Um, and it, it was crazy because the attention that already was on the band, just because as a band we were really different. We were um, kind of like Earth, Wind & Fire, like a mid condition, like mm -hmm. that was our um, our vibe, or that was our like our blueprint, 
Um, so we already had a lot of attention on us, but in that attention and in those moments, for people to see something in me and the way that I was playing and my expression, uh, it was it's, it was a it was a blessing. Yeah. Again, it was like it's one of those things that I can't even really, I can't take credit for. Right. You know, I, I wish I could say, you know, yeah, bro, it was all me. I was, <laughs> I, was I was killing so crazy. It's not that. It's really um, in those moments, like God just decided to shine a light, yeah, like right on me. Like I don't yeah. know if you ever. Like you ever, you know, like if we were here, right here in this place right now, and we're sitting here on the stage and we're talking, like if these lights aren't working and they're not shining on us, you're really not gonna be able to see us. It would mm -hmm. be really dark. Mm -hmm. um, it's the same thing with, with my life and with my playing. The only reason why people were able to see it or to experience it or to feel it is because of the light that he directly shining on me, mm. you know? Um, so, you know, I hate, so, so let me give, you're humble, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you the other side of it, because, because I was there, I was there, we, I, we, we were, I think we were traveling to North Carolina somewhere, and it's, okay. you know, one of these church trips, yeah. and, 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 and we're going to North Carolina on the, on the church van, on the Jesus Mobile, <laughs> and, <laughs> And we're all kind of goofing off in the in the in the on the church van, yeah. but you got your headphones in. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, so Aaron, what you what are you listening to? And and you 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 couldn't even explain to me what you were listening to because it's not like you was listening to 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 the top forty, right? It's not like you. And so I put I put the headphones in, and it's a drummer, and 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 you are practicing in your head this whole and so. And so it's 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 the light, but but God can shine light on somebody who ain't ready. Yeah, that's true. God can shine light on somebody who hasn't been putting in the work. God can true. shine light on somebody who doesn't who hasn't been honing the requisite skill that God has put in. And that's something that, man, if 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 we if we look at you and say, man, God can do that with anybody. Yeah, he could, except the people who ain't putting in the work. <laughs> and so, and so, no, I, I just want to, I want to appreciate the fact that God, God did shine a light and has been shining a light on you. And the fact that you, when, when the light came on, you had put in the work, you had, you had prepared. A, and a friend of mine told me, man, he's like, one of the worst things you could do is to be in the end zone, wide open. The ball comes to you. And you drop you it, not you catch fumble. It. Uh, like mm. you, you've done everything that you can do to be able to to, yeah. to get to this moment, and you're not prepared, or you're not ready. Absolutely. And I never wanted to be that person, so I spent a lot of time listening. I spent a lot of time preparing. I spent a lot of time practicing. Yeah. You know, yeah. Just to be ready for you know whatever was coming. So the door swings open. Boom. The MD for Usher's band mm. sees you play. Mm -hmm. And actually, uh, even before he saw me, uh -huh. um, a friend of mine, Gerald Hayward, uh -huh. was listening to the Gideon Band CD in his hotel room, and he was working with Mary J. Blige at the time. Mm -hmm. Usher's musical director was hanging out with them, <laughs> um, and he was doing like maybe some programming stuff like that. And he happened to walk into Gerald's room, and Gerald had the CD on. And he asked him, "Who's that on drums?" Who's playing? He's like, oh, that's my friend. Oh, that's my boy Aaron from D.C. He's like, man, do you think he'd be interested in the Usher gig? And uh, they asked me. Oh. All right. Light. Live audience. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is great. Uh, so he asked me if I would be interested in the gig. And, um, you know, they called me. And, you know, initially I felt like I had gotten calls for, like, a lot of random things mm -hmm. and stuff didn't pan out, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, so when this call came through, I was just kind of like, ah, yeah, yeah, man, sure, you know, whatever. And um, they asked me to make a videotape of myself playing. I did what they asked and uh, they selected me to be a drummer. Man, that's but it was amazing. Really, again, thank you. Again, it was like, it's, I, I couldn't have. You know, there was no, there was nothing that I could have done to right. set that up. Absolutely. You know, again, like it's one of those moments that I just know that that's something that God did. He happened to walk into his room while the CD's playing. Yeah. 
you know. that, that's not a door you kick down, no. right? Yeah, no. that, that just it just right. happened, and, happened. And, 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 and God desired. That's, sure. that's, and so with that being so clear, and I know you talked about it before, but I just want to hit it real quick. How, how did your family respond when you said that you, know, you, was, that you was about to go on you was about to go on tour and, and play, uh, play, play the, the, the secular, just the uh, secular. And then how did how did other other believers, other Christians, respond? So my my dad, you know, Pastor Spears was like, man, I'm proud of you, because he knew he knew that, you know, this is something I had prepared for. This is something sure. I had wanted. This was something I desired. I wanted to be able to see the world. I wanted to travel. I wanted to play. Um, I wanted this as a career. So he was. Extremely supportive. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom was like, Usher, what, what church is that? <laughs> she was like, Which Usher? <laughs> Usher. And then, and where's white gloves right, at? And then, I, then I showed I showed her a videotape uh-huh. of Usher uh, performing, and she was like, Oh no, no, uh. people. Like, you don't you don't want to play with Fred Hammond or like. Kirk Franklin or, you know, one of those those nice gentlemen, you know. Because she immediately saw, you know, the women. She immediately saw, you know, the, the man with the shirt off and, you know, all the body rolls and all that. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's just, you know, it, it was there. Uh-huh. So um, she was not initially on board. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I told her I wanted to see the world and I wanted to travel. And she recommended, you know, maybe maybe she go into the army. <laughs> that would be a great thing for you. Um, I could see you doing that. And uh, I, I I had to stand up to my mom, mm. and I had to say to her, <laughs> "Mom, this ain't it. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, this is my dream. This is what I believe it's supposed to be. I believe God brought me to this opportunity for a reason, and this is what it's going to be." And it wasn't until um, she came to the show. She saw what it was. She got to go backstage. She got to see, you know, she actually started opening up doors to see if, <laughs> if there was any scantily clad women in this room. <laughs> you know. She took her oil with her. She, oh, yeah. she in the back praying over everything. <laughs> yeah, the oil. <laughs> you know, but when, when she actually came to the show and she saw what it was, this is, we were playing, this is when it was the Verizon Center. Uh, she came there and she saw, you know, how it was laid out and how everybody had a job and, um, how everything was very well organized and it was clean. It was totally the opposite of what she thought it was going to be. Mm. And that's when her support kicked in. Like, wow. 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 It's crazy. That's awesome. That's awesome. So um, you're on the road. You're, you're, you're a believer. You, you walk with Jesus. Um, you're looking around and, and you're on the road with Usher. You're, you're, you're on the road with Ariana Grande. You're on the road with uh, I don't. Did you play for Beyonce, or you were just on the on the road at, 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 on the same tour? No, we. Um, she came and she did this one thing with uh, with Usher in Puerto Rico. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, which was cool. But yeah. So, tell us what it's like being because you said preaching's not my thing, but the life I live speaks for me, and and just being being in that space as a light in a dark space. Tell us what it's like. Tell us. Um, uh, how how the Lord grew you as a witness, and and maybe even sometimes where you've been discouraged in that season. Ah oh, man, so for me being there in those particular places, like I'm just I'm not down for everything. Right. Um, what they say about you know the music world, uh, everything being accessible is so true. Mm-hmm. Like if it's drugs you want, it's there. You know, if it's women or guys, I, I don't know, whatever you're into. Um, <laughs> that's, that's how it is these days. But whatever it is that, that you're looking for, um, it's personified. Mm-hmm. You can get to it if that's what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I just always felt like things work better for me when I'm true to myself. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm true to myself and I'm, I'm true to... To, to who it is that I know God has me to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that came about for me as a young man. You know, I'm thankful for, to my parents and my grandmother for the foundation that they gave me of being in church because um, it really helped me to kind of stay close to that. Even out on the road, I would try to find um, 
churches to go to if I had a Sunday free. Mm. Like I would call up my boys and like, yo, I'm in Chicago. Oh man, come through. I'll come pick you up. You know, mm -hmm. it's just that always felt like home to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? So as far as that part, that that part was never never difficult. The hard part for me as I you know, getting older and relationships and marriage and stuff like that. The hard part for me is was just staying balanced with my family. Mm. Like that's the probably the most difficult part. I think everyone gets so excited about um, you know the touring and seeing the world and you know all that's great, but it pales in comparison to being able to be close to the people that you love. Like mm. my son. Um, who I don't know where he is. <laughs> uh, we gonna find him. It's, yeah. it's tough. It's it's tough being away from him because now he's at the age where he's asking me, "Yeah, Dad, how many more sleeps, man, before you get home?" Mm. Like, like you know, uh, I know you're working, but man, your job it sucks, bro. You mm. know, so those things, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes can be very difficult mm -hmm. um, in this industry. Gotcha, man. This is, so I'm, I'm about to ask you a question that I know we're not going to be able to answer quickly and, and it's for a whole nother podcast, but just, just real quick, uh, because you are, you are, as you said, you're coming off the road a little bit and spending some more time at home. Um, and, um, and so kind of back in the, in the church musician scene mm -hmm. and man, I, I know it's, especially in a DMV, man, it's a very competitive space. Mm. Um, what, what and 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 you you talked about how you know the church doesn't always treat our folks the best way. Like you know everybody hates church and sometimes for good reason, right? Mm -hmm. um, what what could we do better as a church to take good care of our musicians? Uh, communication, yeah, is the is the first thing that I think of. Um, you know I know sometimes we we live in these spaces where. Um, you know, all the information is not for everybody. Um, you know, you kind of keep certain things to yourself. You kind of hold on to things just because you feel like that's um, the protocol. Mm -hmm. But for musicians, like, we actually, we, we are people as well. And we have lives and we have schedules. And it's kind of difficult for us to just kind of uh, drop everything, in, uh, you know, at the, the drop of a hat you know, to be able to support the way that we want to support if we don't have the proper information and mm. communication. Mm. Um, like for me, it's very important to um, spend quality time with my son. Yeah. And to spend quality time with my wife. Yeah. And it's difficult to do that if I'm not able to properly plan my week out. Mm. You know, so, you know, Monday through Thursday, you know, I haven't gotten any communication as far as what's happening or what's going on. But then Thursday night, all of a sudden, you know, I got to drop everything to learn music for Sunday morning. Then that means that my family suffers. I mm. have to sacrifice my time with them, mm. you know, because we planned something on Friday night. But now I got to say, you know what, uh, babe, I actually got to I got to learn this music because I feel such a strong commitment. Sure to be excellent and Absolutely. to be great, especially if that's what God deserves. If he deserves greatness and he deserves excellence, I have to give that to him, then something is going to suffer. I can't juggle everything. Right. It's not possible. But if communication is, is up front and it's on point and it's what it's supposed to be, then I can properly plan to make mm. sure that I'm doing everything that I need to do. That's and good. my family's not gonna suffer. That's good. Because really my first ministry is not the church. If I have to choose between the church or my family, I'm going to choose my family. Mm. As much as I love the church, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. appreciate that. As much as I love the church, and as much as you know, the church has been an extreme blessing to me. Um, it's hey, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> we found him. I told you he was going to find him. Welcome back. <laughs> uh, but as much as as you know, like I said, the church is so important. You know, and doing his work is is extremely important to me. But if I have to choose between the two, um, I'm going to choose my family. Yeah. So church is going to take a hit. Yeah. But it shouldn't. You know, so if we do all things well, mm -hmm. you know, here we are. You know, we 
communicate and we speak and you know, <laughs> we speak in other tongues and you know all of that, then we should be able to to, to be on point and communicate and hit yeah. these benchmarks and, and, and talk in ways that we can effectively move forward. Yeah, because I mean, in a perfect world, you shouldn't have to choose. In a, in a perfect world, there's alignment where uh, where your your ministry to the church doesn't put you in conflict with your family, but it puts you in alignment with your family. And if we could, you know, that's not an easy thing to figure out, but it's well, something we really got Unfortunately, we don't to. live in a perfect world. Yeah, yeah. So, unfortunately, we don't have perfect communication, and we have a lot of conflict that sure. where things rub like that. Sure. Um, and in those moments, like, you, you try to do the best that you can and be as graceful and supportive as possible because we are a team. Nobody's perfect. Mm -hmm. So you can't put the blame on anybody. You can't blame somebody for not putting the information in planning center. <laughs> you can't do that. That's not, it's not, it's, it's really not, it's not fair to them because sure. honestly, they also have a family. Absolutely. So there are things that they're going through and yeah. you never know the things that are dumped on them at the last right. minute. But the cool thing would be in those moments of dumping, you know, sometimes someone might just say, hey, man, keeping it 100, there's been a lot that's going on. Just bear with me. Yeah. Hang tight. I got yeah. you. Yeah. Because then that makes the team feel like we're a team right. and I'm not just taking orders. Sure. I'm actually a part of a team. Sure. Absolutely. You know I mean? Absolutely. Can y'all say thank you to Aaron Spears? What a blessing. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Everybody Hates Church. Please, if you're enjoying it, make sure that you click subscribe uh, and subscribe so that you never miss an episode of Everybody Hates Church. Find us on Instagram and all on social media as well, at Dr. B. Manning, at A. Spears, and at Everybody Hates Church. We look forward to seeing you next time as we come together for Everybody Hates Church. See you next time.